welcome to the next episode of Spinster versus Spinster. Today we're battling best quintessential 80s vampire flick. And on my end, my vote is The Hunger. Just kidding. Just kidding. That's like actually my favorite 80s vampire movie, but... I was going to be like, oh my God, Kelly, are you pulling another one of these things? We're like, I'm doing The Hunger. And then... You never know what's going to happen. Blow my arguments out of the water. And the ghost of David Bowie is here with us today. Oh. Uh Oh. (laughs) R.I.P. Actually, no. My pick is... The Lost Boys. I'm just showing everybody my disc because I have the soundtrack. I was going to say, you have the soundtrack. Damn. Yeah, super fan. <laughs> and that means, Jess, your pick is? Well, if it's unclear by my photo <laughs> from the video, it is Fright Night. And I don't have my, but I have it on DVD and on Blu-ray. Lost Ooh. Boys only have on DVD. Oh, DVD. <laughs> <laughs> so what are your stories and, and experiences around these two films? How did you see them? Where did you see them? You know, that type of thing. Okay, so Fright Night. Oh, my God, guys. Surprise, surprise. I watched it at Kelly's place. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, <laughs> I totally forgot. <laughs> you showed me Fright Night, and since then, I had been obsessed with finding that movie. Right, and right. I remember I went like a long, a lot of hunts, always keeping out for vampire flicks. Because if people don't know already, and or remember all the way back from 2018 when we mm. had our vampire episode, I love vampires, and I have a big vampire collection <laughs> of DVDs and stuff like that, and books. And uh, yeah, Fright Night yeah. was like, I need to have this. I need to own this in my collection so took me a very long time to find it but in Toronto one year hitting up I think it was BMV with Kelly we found uh, I found a copy of it on DVD and I was like super happy and cherished it and then years later uh, a friend of mine gave it to me on Blu-ray so yeah and then Lost Boys was one I don't really remember when I watched that I know I watched it in North Bay but it was like not the same as like a memorable experience I was just like oh okay this is a really cool vampire movie I love the saxophone scene All right. I'm, I'm on board. But it, it never, like, grabbed me like Fright Night did. Oh. And for me, I saw Lost Boys in the 90s as a teenager. So it's been in my life for, like, 20 years. Yeah. And I love it. Say hello to the night. <laughs> love it, obviously. <laughs> Loving it. The soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, and then I saw Fright Night in my 20s. So I saw that a bit later in my life. Um, and I also adore uh, Fright Night. So they're wonderful 80s vampire movies. I'm like Jess. I'm a big vampire movie fan. I've always enjoyed vampire movies and vampire-related things. So I have Fright Night on DVD, and I have the box set of The Lost Boys. So I have one, two, and three. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. The trilogy. Yeah, yeah. The unofficial yeah. trilogy. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I totally forgot. Yeah, I think I've seen the other two. I just remember them very vaguely. They're not hugely memorable. Mm. Though the Frog Brothers do come back in the third one, so you've got that nostalgia going for that one. It's a lot of fun. Corey Feldman, you know, God, just gotta love him. He's just an icon and weirdo. Yeah. (laughs) And then you get what in Fright Night, there was like the 2011 remake with Anton Yelpidge and what's his name? Colin Farrell? Farrell, yeah. And that also has a sequel. Fright Night has a sequel. Oh, yes. Have you seen the sequel? I have not seen the sequel, no. It's uh, on my list to check out. Nice. It's one of... (laughs) It's worth a watch. It's really fun. It's 
again, it's one of those sequels that is just, it's very different yeah. from the original. And it's just kind of wacky, tonally very different. Still pretty sexy. Uh, it's worth it's worth watching. The only thing is, is like the only thing that keeps me from watching, and we'll get into it, is just like the whole aspect of Charlie. <laughs> so Oh, fucking Charlie. Oh, you're so cool, Brewster. <laughs> So these two movies, actually, there's like bare bones some similarities that I enjoy about it. We have kids banding together to fight evil. Oh, my Kelly's God. Kelly's favorite so, thing in the course. world. <laughs> <laughs> hey, kids, but I love when they come together to fight evil. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, God, I even thought about this today. Kids banding together to fight evil. Yep. You know, there's a sexy sex appeal. There's homoeroticism yep. between both films. Um, a fantastic soundtrack in both of these films film so there's a lot of things in it that are pretty similar but I just think The Lost Boys is highly superior uh, hi, coming out. She's coming out singing, guys. So first punch has been thrown. Uh, I will definitely agree with you with a lot of these both have these films have very similar elements to them that you're just like this these make these films work, right? The there's both uh, single working mothers, like you said, soundtracks mm-hmm. are amazing. Like I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. we have most of the soundtracks on both of our playlists that we've made for yeah. 80s horror. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, we have main leads that we don't really like, but they've got an amazing cast that surround them. That's how I feel now. That's my personal opinion on that. But like, and honestly, when I watch these movies, I watch them back to back. It is the Mm. perfect double feature themed movie night combo. Like legit, I would recommend to anyone, if you want to do a marathon of 80s vampire movies, go with Fright Night and go with The Lost Boys. Perfect. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Agreed. I think that's almost the best way to... If you want to sit down and kind of debate which movie is better, the quintessential best 80s vampire movie, sit sit down and watch them back to back. Because that's what I did relatively recently in the last year or so. And that's when it really became to me glaringly obvious how fucking stunning The Lost Boys is. Okay. Like the cinematography in that movie is so, so good. It's bright. It's dynamic. It's a very lush, rich environment. I mean, of course, in Fright Night, you're supposed to have like this small town feel so it's got that I get that yeah and you can't really compare to like a you know Santa Carla down on the beach by the ocean in California like it's hard to really compare that Mm -hmm. but holy crap is Lost Boys well well done it is I will not disagree with you it is a really a visually great film and it's very appealing to watch and who doesn't love a a vampire gang right of boys you know (laughs) the way they all dress it kind of creates its own world of its own world of its own and and I think Mm -hmm. when I look at the two different types of cinematography these two films and the way the films play out their stories the cinematography works well for each of the films so in my mind I think that the Lost Boys is a modern retelling of Peter Pan. So going to Never mm-hmm. Neverland and yes. Santa Clarita is, is yeah. Neverland. That's and, the whole point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, isn't that, so it, it has that very fantastical, mystical feel and energy yeah. to it. Whereas when I watch Fright Night, it I clued into it. I'm like, this is Dracula. Fright Night is Dracula. It is a mm-hmm. 80s modern retelling. Mm-hmm. So we get that eight, we get that like old English feeling to it of like the dark, mm-hmm. damp, heavy, right? Because we really yeah. want to focus on the one vampire. And I was like, hey, right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. No, that's that's a really, really good point. Um, Speaking of the cinematography, so I find Fright Night, I find it very flat and Mm. a very beige film. (laughs) I love calling things beige. (laughs) But again, 
since we're comparing, it's just it's not as visually appealing. And even though it perhaps is this more like 80s or more modern retelling of Dracula, it doesn't feel like a gothic horror. It doesn't really feel Mm. like a lot. It doesn't really feel atmospheric. It doesn't have that gothic horror feeling to it. It does have a bit of an 80s vibe. It's hard not to when you are created in the 80s. But I feel like when you watch The Lost Boys, like you are transported to the 80s. The music, the fashion, the concerts. Okay, concert, Tim Capello. <laughs> yes. Hello, bolded oh, words. It is the best. I agree. <laughs> I that, that Watching that scene makes me happy every time I watch it. Yeah, it's great. I will completely agree with you. And but at the same time, too, though, Lost Boys is also your aesthetic. The black and the reds and the dark shades. And, you know, it's pretty bright, though. It is. Because it's it's the 80s. It's bright. It's downtown. It's California. A lot of a lot of different shades. There is some darkness to it. Yeah, there's a lot of like leather jackets. Mm -hmm. You're very, very right on on that. Got a little earrings, (laughs) motorcycles, (laughs) layers. (laughs) Are you saying you're very beige, Jess? Oh, no, no, because I'm not going to lie. One of my favorite scenes in Fright Night is the scenes when he's when Jerry and Amy are in the club dancing. And that's when the movie feels alive because you've got the bright Mm -hmm. colors happening, the loud music. And that's like my favorite scene in that whole movie. Oh, my God. I watched Fright Night today and that scene, (laughs) though highly probable, Problematic. Mm. It's a, oh my God, it's just, it gives me life. And I really feel like if Fright Night didn't have that element and that scene, it would fall very, very flat for me. I would still enjoy it because it's a little bit of a creature feature. It has wonderful practical effects, but holy moly. And then I thought about it today. My favorite scene in Labyrinth is the like yes. crystal ball masquerade. And then they're dancing and seducing. And that just reminded me of it today. And I was like, oh, also an inappropriate romance. 100%. That's, I, I'm the same Ooh. way too. And it's really funny. My partner was in the bedroom and he was like, I was watching it and he was playing Pokemon. But then I had to stop, like, as the movie was going, I'm like, I hit him. And I'm just like, and I was showing him that scene. I pointed him like, this is why I like vampires. <laughs> and it's that scene. Yep. He's just like, I get it. <laughs> it's sexy. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. You know, Lost Boys definitely doesn't have that kind of that kind of scene. We just have a lot of young, very good looking vampire boys strutting around at night. Giving each other very longing looks. Absolutely. (laughs) Because I want I want to be part of this scenario. I want to be part of that gang. Whether I don't know if they'd be into me or not being a woman. But, you know, I still want to be around the beauty of those young men. (laughs) And that's the one thing about the Lost Boys that when I watched them this time around that kind of bothered me. It wouldn't bother me in the sense of the boys, like the men are totally giving each other longing looks. And I'm all for the homoeroticism in that film. But the way the women are depicted are very seen as Mm -hmm. very, they're Mm -hmm. given very small roles and they're always seen in very motherly roles. And I'm like, you know, like that's not... Like, I used to, and yeah. I love Star. She's, like, one of my favorite characters because I think she's so pretty and stuff like that. And I had a little mm-hmm. crush on Jamie on Jamie Gertz. <laughs> but then when I realized, I'm like, oh, she's literally just there to take care of Laddie and be used as, like, bait yeah. for Michael. And then, like, 
Absolutely. Michael's mother is really there to be like to become the new mother of all the vampire boys. So everyone's like yep. a very motherly figure. Where when I look at it, Fright Night, and if you extract Charlie from Fright Night and you just mm. look at Amy's story, it is the transformation of a woman, of a of a woman, of a woman coming into her sexuality. Maybe. I don't like Amy. I you think don't? she is a no, she's oh. very annoying. She's a very like pouty, submissive. Oh wow, okay. Girly girl. I read her differently. Only when she's a vampire is she interesting, oh, which is really? what happens with vampires, right? <laughs> you always become more beautiful, more well-endowed, and just more interesting and more introspective. So that's when Amy gets interesting to me. But before that, uh, I will agree. She apologizes constantly for stuff that she shouldn't be apologizing for. No wonder I like Amy so much. That is literally all I ever do. Yep, <laughs> yep absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Because I was just like, wow. In my mind, I'm like, Amy is so smart. Like, when Charlie is, like, literally being like, oh, my God, there's vampires. And he's got, like, crosses and candles and stuff like that all in his room. And, like, and her and Eva walk in. And she could just be like, yeah, you are going crazy. She's like, she actually, like, helps him in the scenario to keep yes. him from hurting himself and someone else until she can figure out how to get help. I'm yes. like, damn, Amy, that is smart. Good good for you. I will agree. She is pouty. And she's always like, Charlie. And you're like, ugh. <laughs> Stand up for your fucking self for once. Yeah, but I feel like when she became a vampire and had that t- that thirst to want to kill her boyfriend, and she realized oh, yeah. that she can be sexy and have sex appeal, and, and you know, at the yeah. end when she's just like, you know, she, you can see she's comfortable with herself, and I was like, get on you, yeah. Amy. So yeah, maybe we just need to become yes. vampires to be confident. <laughs> you mean you? Yeah, me. <laughs> I need to be a vampire so I can be confident. <laughs> you know what I noticed today? During that dancing scene, so she looks her like normal self with her normal hair. Then they're like, she gets onto the dance floor and then all of a sudden she like her, she disappears from frame. Then she comes back and her hair is already a little bit bigger. <laughs> I'm just like, what just happened? It goes bigger. <laughs> it goes out and bigger and it's like very femme fatale look. And you're like, whoa. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Ooh, it reminds me of, um, I'm going to forget her name now. Anyways, in The Hunger, Susan Sarandon's character. Yes. That, like, very 80s, like, pixie cut, but, like, poofy pixie yes. cut, which I love. Yeah, exactly. So it was great. So I was like, what just happened? <laughs> Not even a vampire yet. Why are you getting hot already? Also, she's a teenager. Yes, that is true. She's around a hot vampire man, which... You know, yes, yeah. as teenagers, oh we didn't think about that. Now, as older women, we're just Absolutely like, oh, not. that's so inappropriate. <laughs> it's so inappropriate because when you're younger, you desire an older man, but you don't realize that that older man should not be desiring you. Yes, exactly. Oh, boy. So Lost Boys doesn't have statutory rape, which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Point point for Lost Boys. <laughs> oh, oh my God. The other thing, and I okay, I have this in my notes, but the other thing that's that common between the two movies that I enjoy is that they're self-referential, right? Mm-hmm. They talk about vampires. They know vampires. They know vampire movies. Like, I, I love that because it makes it very cheeky. Yes. I find Fright Night pretty cheeky. I love the the dynamic between Jerry and Scott, I think his name is, whatever Billy. his roommate is. Billy, Billy Scott. Oh my God, you know. yes. I love their interactions and, you know, Jerry's interactions with the kids or with the cops. Like, everything's just like little, you know, little. little. I made that note. Like, every line he says is either like a backhanded threat or of like, yeah, yeah, I know I'm a vampire and I know you know, but uh, we're not going to, I'm not yeah. going to give in that easily. No. He's like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> so it's cheeky. And I like that. I like that. So they're both very self-referential. They know about vampires. They talk about vampires. They can just get into it. And I, I enjoy that so much out of both of them. I used to my mom like the hounds of hell and vampires everywhere. 
We've been aware of some very serious vampire activity in this town for a long time. Santa Carla's become a haven for the undead. As a matter of fact, we're almost certain that ghouls and werewolves occupy high positions at City Hall. Kill your brother. You'll feel better. I um, mean, you don't get that a lot in, in vampire movies. They take themselves very seriously a lot of the time. And these two movies don't as much, especially The Lost Boys. It's very fun. Oh, especially like even like the final scene with the grandfather being like the one thing I hate about Santa Ugh. Clara is all the damn vampires. And like, oh and I've God. always like, I've seen this movie many times too. I'm not saying that I yeah. don't like The Lost Boys. I do. I do like yeah. The Lost Boys. I know. I just yeah. tend to turn to Fright Night before The Lost Boys. But I always need to, tr I always try to find out at what point does the grandfather let them know that he knows that there's vampires and that there's like things that happen throughout the movie that I start picking up and being like, oh, he knows. He knows that these guys are dealing with vampires, but he's just like, I'm doing my grandfather thing. I'll come back when things are really going <laughs> to shit. <laughs> Let's come back to save the day at the end of the movie. That's fine. Spoiler alert. Movie yeah. that came out in 85. It's 87. Yeah. Guys, sorry. Spoilers. <laughs> I guess we should have said that at the beginning of the episode. Spoiler alert. And the other thing that I really notice when you, especially when you watch these movies side to side, is I feel like the, the characters in Fright Night are actual just caricatures of human beings, whereas in The Lost Boys, they are fully fleshed out, actual likable characters. There are likable characters, many in, in The Lost Boys. And I find that to be one of its greatest strengths. Mm. You get really into the family dynamics. You start caring a lot for this family, for the mom, the two boys. And uh, I find in Fright Night, you don't see enough of Charlie's mom. Charlie is the worst. Evil he is, the is worst. annoying. I also I kind of like Evil, though. He has really nice biceps in this movie, I noticed today. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's kind of a thirsty episode, but it's vampire, so it's it, going to be. <laughs> vampires is all about thirst. <laughs> it is. The thirst is real. In multiple ways. <laughs> yes, yeah. So I just, I don't like that about Fright Night. It's just, I just find that these characters almost nobody's likable they're just kind of archetypes and they're not actual people well I think and I think that's when I realized that this film is really a modern retelling of Dracula in itself that I was like mm -hmm. okay this is where I understand why these characters are not as you don't gravitate to them as quickly as you do with like Michael and Sam and stuff like that in the Lost mm -hmm. Boys because mm -hmm. you know Jerry mm -hmm. is Dracula you've got you know Charlie is Jonathan Harker and Amy is um, Mina and Evil Ed is yeah. Lucy like they literally fill those yeah. roles roles perfectly yeah, yeah. and I was like yeah. seeing all that as I went uh, and I think really the only character I, at the end of the day like while I was like yeah Amy you know find your you know female your female strength after becoming mm -hmm. a vampire um, evil Ed story I started to realize I'm like wow yeah. Charlie's a real dick to him and yeah. when he gets turned I like feel for him because the way Jerry calls him is to be like, you don't want to be teased anymore. You don't want people to like think you're weird and stuff yep. like that. Like, and then you're like, oh, I yep. feel so sad for him. And his whole death scene, like when you think about that scene and his mm -hmm. death, you're like, mm, mm -hmm. I'm so sad for him. Yeah, there's a lot of crying in Fright Night. Yeah, Peter Vincent cries many times. Yes, he does. <laughs> there's a lot of crying. <laughs> Amy's crying. But yeah, there's that moment of a lot of heart. I, I agree in Fright Night. That's very sad. I like Evil Evil Ed. That's a different movie. I like Evil. I don't know why I put Ed there. Because well, his evil. name He's... is Evil Ed. They call him Evil Ed. Because oh. at one point I had that thought in the movie. And I'm like, wait, there is a horror movie called Evil Ed. Is it connected? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn, mixing all the millions of movies I've watched mm. in my own brain. But uh, yeah, I find The Lost Boys to be, it's just a very iconic and quotable movie. Yeah. Like you could talk to anybody and they know The Lost Boys. They know at least who's in it. Why don't you try some noodles? <laughs> they're worms. I mean, they're worms. Tony. 
They're only noodles, Michael. Um, they know just like so much of the movie and, you know, the Tim Capello saxophone scene, you know, stuff like that. But I find that less with with Fright Night. It has for me, it just has that less of a a punch of of intrigue and interest and mm. just memorable aspects to it overall. Yeah, fair enough. I think that really when you think of Fright Night, the most memorable aspects are like the whole. Welcome to Fright Night. real. You know, the way he says that to Charlie yeah. and just, you know, just yeah. how sexy of a vampire Jerry Dandridge is. Like, oh my you know. God, uh, and, uh, but, I, yeah. but when I do talk to people about Fright Night, they usually, people think about the the one in 2011 with Colin Farrell and you've got um, Oh boy. Yeah. David Tennant who plays Van Hel- like Van, that Van Helsing character type and you're like okay of course that's yeah. gonna have more character I feel like that one was trying to channel the same vibes of the Lost Boys but you're not gonna get that because the Lost Boys you get that quintessential yeah. 80s-ness to it yeah so what else do you love about Fright Night uh, so like I said it reminds me of Dracula but I also find when I watch mm-hmm. it it mm-hmm. reminds me of like the teenage dramas of that I used to read <laughs> um, like you know like, right. the whole be- the way the film begins with them like seeing a vampire it reminds me a lot of like the Fear mm-hmm. Street and Goosebumps novels and how those teenagers would right. react to that situation so kind of yeah. Yeah, like, like going back to the whole like teenagers fighting crime but you like get into it right away like I always forget that like within five minutes they're like oh they're bringing a coffin into the house next door there's a vampire like yeah. they get right into it which I really enjoy and I, I like your insight on that that it's like those books because they were they were short right so you had to get into the action right away I like yeah, that and that's what I'm like I gobbled those books up like no tomorrow yeah. so that's yeah. what I like so much about Fright Night is like watching one of those books in real life and having that Jerry is just a really sexy vampire <laughs> he's like oh, Chris he's like Sarandon. Chris Sarandon yeah, call me Right? And just like, like <laughs> yeah. you said, his backhanded comments, he's very cheeky, but he's like very sexy and very threatening at the same time, too. So he really, to me, mm-hmm. carries those Dracula vibes, and that's how I like hold him. Like, he's like the Dracula yeah. of the 80s for me. But yeah, it's very classic. Like, you really get that whole, like, there's mist, and we got uh, brides, we got like wolves <laughs> yeah. in the movie. So we're really getting that in that film. And the practical effects are great. Like, I I, I remember when I first saw it, I almost didn't like the transformations, because like, at one point, I remember being like, no, vampires can't have ugly faces blah 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 blah. but now I really like what Mm. they do like I love that when the vampires transform into like the big ugly bats and like you know evil's Ed's death and even Amy's transformation with the giant mouth Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. really cool I agree there's only a handful of practical or special effects in the lost boys they don't transform I'm visualizing them just being able to fly like the lost boys from Peter Pan they don't transform they get like the red eyes yeah they just kind of transform their face Mm -hmm. And they kind of maybe have some claws and some some clawed feet, you know, when they're hanging up in their quote unquote whole thing is a big coffin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't normally look at these things. So when I watched Lost Boys and Friday back to back and I was like, Fright Night obviously is the low budget one. Yeah, it's I can just tell. No, it's not. Oh, really? The budget for Fright Night was nine million dollars. The budget for the Lost Boys was eight point five million dollars. Oh wow! Okay. Where the fuck did that money go into the practical effects? It's the oh, only thing yeah. I can think of, and maybe and probably paying for Roddy McDowell, who is like an a legendary yes. actor, but probably into all of those really wonderful practical effects. I love that. It's a bit more like a creature feature. I love that. That's like such that's such an eighties thing. Also. To, to have the transformations and all the 
gooeyness. Oh my god, when Billy dies, like that's so wonderful. Oh yeah, like the I green, love that like de- the so rapid decomposition Ugh. that's happening, and that's oh yeah, and, what, and that's Absolutely. what I also yeah, like you said, I like about that film is that, and those scenes are long. They're not like these like just like yeah. quick scene to it. It's like you're watching these transformations and all this happening. So you know we're getting our money's worth essentially. Yes, but then I feel like the rest of the movie kind of mm. just is like flat. So I'm just like, where did your money go? You have more money than the Lost Boys, and the Lost Boys looks like a fucking, I was going to say a million bucks, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it looks like a more well-produced uh, film in the, in the way that it Absolutely. looks. What did you think about the fact that I noticed this in both these films that no one, I, in the Lost Boys, no vampire actually bites anyone to change into a vampire? But it, we do get that in Friday Night, so it's not really the same like vampire mm. mythology. Like I was like trying to look for them. Like mm-hmm. not once do we see an actual vampire being like we see them eat people. But like when Michael is transformed, he drinks from the wine, uh, the wine glass, and Star says the same thing, and that they don't actually turn until they kill someone. And I was like, oh, so we mm-hmm. don't actually get like you know vampire transformation. I am going to chocolate up to the rating. Okay. So Fright Night is rated R. Lost Boys is rated 14A. Oh, that's likely where that's, that's coming why. from. I'm going to chalk it up to to the ratings. Um, I'm into clever ways of turning people into vampires, but you're right. They don't actually bite. There's some threatening of Max, the head vampire, to bite Lucy, but no actual penetration of the fangs. But we do see that. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to chalk that up to that the ratings so much of the sense, movies. right? Because the way we see yeah. the only time that we actually see Jerry use his fangs on anyone, like we see him threaten yeah. it on the one woman in the very beginning and then the scene's close, but we actually see it when he goes after Amy and they're like, and it's very sexual, that scene. Um, so Oof. it's, but yeah. in Lost Boys, it's not like that at all. And you're like, said the rating is 14A. We can't have, you know, vampires and sexy stuff penetration happening. It's more family friendly, the Lost Boys. You're right. It's probably how they marketed it as well, especially being called the Lost Boys and being related to or inspired by Peter Pan yep. mythology. Throwing, making just, you know, the Lost Boys into vampires because, you know, Michael at the end, once he's dead, not Michael, sorry. David. Michael is said 114 <laughs> times. <in laughs> David. When David dies. David dies, you can tell he like transforms into a young man. Yeah. He's almost childlike at, uh, at the end. It's really interesting. But yeah, no, good. Good point. I noticed today when I was watching Fright Night that Amy's virginity is taken, I know, in two ways, but maybe not in both ways, even though we know that the, quote, virginity is just a construct and it doesn't actually matter. But the penetration that she was given by Jerry was transformative, yeah. whereas the other type of virginity broken is not transformative. Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not life-changing. Don't change anything. But becoming a vampire is. Uh, yes, yes. So <laughs> You know, it was interesting, too. Like, he's biting, and then we see the blood trickling down into me, and this is graphic, but I was thinking of, like, actual, the first time she's having sex, she wanted it to be with Charlie, didn't happen, likely happened with Jerry, or not. Maybe just turn into a vampire. That's sexier. Anyways, the breaking of the hymen, the blood trickling down, that's where my mind went mm. today. I was like, that is an interesting, great scene. It is. Absolutely. And like you said, she does, like, she experiences a transformation after that because when we see her as a vampire, she is like sexy mm-hmm. and confident. Yeah. And she's just like, I'm not yeah. taking your shit, Charlie. I'm going to eat you. <laughs> <laughs> she loves Charlie. No more. Thank it God. Which makes you wonder. I'm like, wow, you love Charlie so much, but you're quick to turn on him and eat him <laughs> yeah. when you're ready. <laughs> well, when you're evil. You that's know. true. That's, that's. <laughs> 
<laughs> but are vampires evil? I don't know. Maybe it's a discussion for another time. But yes, <laughs> that, yeah, exactly. You know, I would say that both both casts are pretty good. But the Lost Boys, holy fuck, man, that cast is stacked. You have Keith or Sutherland. You have Jason Patrick, Diane Weist. You got the Corys. You don't get any more 80s than having the Corys. Together. In yeah, together in a film. <laughs> right. Exactly. You have them together and that's quintessential 80s. Also, shout out to Jason Patrick's biceps in The Lost Boys. <laughs> and Jason Patrick, Ooh. who's supposed to be, what, like 17 or 18, but he looks like he's in his mid-20s. And yeah, Sam absolutely. is like supposed to be like, <laughs> he looks like he's like 14, 15, 14, 15. but like they're treating him yeah. like he's 10 or 12. And like, you know, go I know, go he needs your, a babysitter. Right, like, he needs a happening? babysitter. He's got to go have a bath. <laughs> he's like, has to have his mother tuck him in. I'm like, what is yeah. wrong with this child? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was never a huge fan of Sam in The Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. I actually like Sam and Michael are characters I don't care much for in the movie, but I love everyone else around that. Like, I love their mother, right. the grandfather, the dogs. <laughs> like, the dogs are great. Yeah. Do- dogs and the Lost Boys, folks. Dogs and the Lost Boys. We've got Nanook and Thorn. Yeah. Dogs. <laughs> Fright Night has a glimpse of a wolf, but then it's killed. And then it's killed, yes. Whereas, <laughs> you know, where at least with, like, the Lost Boys, I remember thinking, watching it, I was like, you know what would be really cool? If they kind of did what they did with, like, Cobra Kai, instead of, like, having, like, before the Lost Boys, like, before these boys all became the Lost Boys, like, have something like that. Mm. Putting it out there. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I would love also, to see Also, Alex story. Winter. Sorry, I didn't have Alex winter on my list but from you know bill and ted's excellent yes. adventure and bogus yes. journey just so again everybody is is very iconic that cast is stacked anyways great films though any final thoughts final words state your final case for fright night and why it is better than lost boys and the best 80s vampire movie i think it's just one of the best 80s vampires movie because i've always been a huge fan of dracula so any kind of retelling of dracula is something that i i turn to and you know finding that the Fright Night is one of my favorite things and I will always turn to it because I just think Jerry Dandridge is really hot and I just (laughs) I'm really just I'm really just enjoying the film for him (laughs) (laughs) that is fair at least you can admit it step one is admitting you have a problem (laughs) (laughs) for me the Lost Boys super highly iconic Film from the 80s, quintessential 80s, from the fashion to the music, the family dynamics. It's based off of Peter Pan, The Lost Boys. Um, That cast, the fucking, the soundtrack, the fashion. It's highly quotable. Higher movie is super fun. It's a great time. It's a great story with absolutely fleshed out characters and that are real people in this real scenario that you can you can root for. And that's why I love The Lost Boys. And there we have it. There we have it. <laughs> so what do you all think? On our polls on the internet, Lost Boys won out. That's what it seems like. It looks like. Won out on our coven group. Twitter it was pretty close. It was like 55% Lost Boys, about I think 45 for Fright Night. So Twitter, I know. I think the Twitter people out there are like, Fright Night is like a cult thing. The cult classic there. Everyone is like, it's a cult status movie. It's hard to get a hold of. It wasn't easy for me to get that movie, so. (laughs) I could see that. Fright Night's more of the, quote, cult classic, and Lost Boys is the more mainstream, mainstream, popular movie. Talked about our ratings, which is a really interesting thing that I never thought about, and our budgets. Holy crap. Wow. (laughs) Are we becoming movie reviewers? What is happening? Oh, God. I hope not. (laughs) Next up, we're going to be a Rotten Tomatoes critic. (laughs) 
Anyways, folks, we hope that you enjoyed this episode of Spinster versus Spinster. If there's anything else you want to hear us debate on, you know, favorite movies of a certain decade or the best movies of the decade, the best sequel, the best whatever, let us know. And I'm putting the challenge out to you, Jess. You choose the next Spinster versus Spinster. Ooh, I will definitely have fun with that. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. <laughs> Till next time. Bye. Bye.